0: healthy from the inside out. This is Valley Well, Valle Salud, a health and wellness information program brought to you by Valleywise Health and District Medical Group. Each week, we go in-depth with different healthcare experts on some of your top health questions, getting answers to help you live your best life. So rock and roll. Okay, I'm ready. Hello and welcome to Valley Well Valle Salud. I'm your host, Lauren Vargas. The coronavirus, or COVID-19, has impacted all of us, no matter how young or old. So today we're discussing how to talk to your kids about this. I'm joined by Dr. Wendy Watson. She's a child psychiatrist and outpatient medical director at ValleyWise Behavioral Health Center Mesa. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Watson.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So, talking to a two year old is obviously very different than talking to a 12 year old. But in general, how do you feel like children are reacting to this pandemic that we're all dealing with?
1: Well, overall, it's really dependent on a case by case basis and also the age, like as you mentioned, the age of the patient and kind of their developmental level or the age of the child. Um, you know, some kids are pretty stressed out right now. Um, one of the biggest things about kids is that they really watch to us, watch to their parent, their grandparent, whoever their caregiver is, on how they should be reacting to things. And all of us right now, it's very normal to be you know, anxious. So they're looking at us, they're hearing the news that's on the TV, and, and you know, they're not quite sure what's going on. All they know is they can't go to school, and they're not sure why some kids don't know why they can't do the things that they're used to doing every day. They're very sensitive to
0: those cues and your tone.
1: Absolutely. And just even, you know, kind of, um, you know, they don't know yet about the world. Many kids, especially the young kids, they're looking to us to say, is this something I should be scared about, be concerned about? Um, so, you know, that's one of the biggest things um, that I wanted to talk about today with with everybody is just to talk about how um, we really – need to kind of be watching ourselves and our stress level um, because our kids are really looking up to us on how we should be um, responding to this. So what should you say and how much should you say to your kids about this? Well, again, it depends on the age group. Um, if you have a really young kid, you're not going to be really saying a lot. <laughs> you don't want to not say anything, though. Kids know that something is different right now. Like I said, they're not going to school. Maybe they're not going to daycare. Um, they're not able to maybe see their grandparents. Um, so something in their their life has changed, and they know it's different. Their routine has changed. But if you're a very young kid, maybe somebody um, who's you know under the age of five, um, you know you might not want to tell them all the details. <laughs> kind of less is more, but just kind of reassuring them. Um, they. Um, They need to know that everybody around them is um, there to help them, and um, we're all working together as a team to keep everybody safe and healthy. And, um, you know, we don't want to kind of put them too, (laughs) make them too afraid and think there's something scary and bad out to get them or anything like that. No, we're, you know, we're just kind of saying, listen, there's, um, you know, there's kind of people are getting sick, and so we're going to stop. We're going to try to stop it um, from us from getting sick and work together and wash our hands. Right, because you
0: don't want to say nothing, like you said, Mm -hmm. uh, and you can't promise that everything is going to be okay. And maybe it's not going to be okay.
1: That is, and that is tough because you know it. it, We we can't promise, but we want to reassure, and that's that's a big difference by saying, you know, um, we're doing everything we can. I'm here for you. Um, I'm here to keep you safe. Um, We're here to keep you healthy. We're going to work together like a team. And we're going to wash our hands. And, you know, we're going to have these changes right now. Um, Making things really clear and really structured is so important, particularly for that young age group, um, but for all age groups. But, you know, it's really important to say this is our routine. This is what we're going to be doing every day. Um, And, you know, we're going to work together and keep, keep it and mom and dad are here for you or grandma's here for you. Mm-hmm. Focusing on the things you can do rather Ex- than the things you can't control. Exactly. Exactly. Helping them to feel kind of reassured so they don't just kind of walk around being scared. And so the other thing with that age group and with all age group is just having that TV on all the time. I mean, I, I at times I have to turn off that TV for myself. It's so, can be so stressful to, to, um, you know, you hear about deaths and all these, you know, not enough medical supplies. And even if a child is young and doesn't know exactly what some of the words mean, they get that feeling from it. They can, they understand that things and and they see the look on your face and we're all like, oh my gosh, and getting more and more anxious. Um, That really, a lot of times it's better just to kind of shut that down and say, you know, we're just going to turn off the TV now. Maybe the time you get you guys' news is after bedtime, mm-hmm. um, or the time we talk about it, at, um, the adults talk about it, is when the kids are asleep,
0: you know? Right. Just mm-hmm. keep it to parents and adults, you know, conversation for, for
1: those deep talks, those ones that, you know, the, the with all the details, all the this, all this stuff that kind of is the scary stuff on TV, yeah. So for those of you
0: just tuning in with us, we are speaking with Dr. Wendy Watson, she's a child psychiatrist, about how to talk to your kids about the coronavirus or COVID-19. None of us have dealt with Anything like this before in our lifetime? Um, we're all learning and just taking it day by day. But we have had other tragedies in this country and around the world. Mm-hmm. So, what have we learned from the past and how kids react to something like nine eleven? Um, you know, short term impacts and long term or other disasters.
1: Um, that's a that's a great question. Um, one of the the things that I think we we learned particularly from nine eleven is the um, You know, impact it can have nationwide, even when you know, with one city, the impact it can have nationwide. I mean, we all can remember where we were when we heard about it, and often kids, depending on their age, they can remember as well. Um, We we realize that. I know, as a parent, I realize I probably shouldn't have had the TV on as much as I did. Um, I remember my mom had the TV on that morning when I was going to school, Um, and. Maybe and we, you know, had it on for the longest time. To watching everything, the step by step, you know, just as a as a parent, maybe look, looking back, I said maybe I should have kind of like just decreased that and maybe stuck to some of the things that I that I, I just recently told you like about. I probably should have watched some coverage on it later on mm-hmm. in the evening when she was asleep. Um, because that constant exposure is just not good for kids. Um, The other thing that happened is um, there was a lot of times where, you know, kind of concern around the country where maybe school wasn't functioning exactly as it was that for that day in particular. Um, People were afraid, um, afraid to even bring their kids to school, Um, and something I feel like that we learned that was very important is to try to keep kids. Um, their lives as normal as possible um, so I know it's that's kind of we can't really do that right now <laughs>
0: but as much as you can as
1: much as you can exactly you know we can't have them go back to school right now um, we just got you know just had a, that announcement um, well we had an announcement earlier about um, how school is gonna be closed in Arizona the rest of the school year um, but that means that we can get things together a schedule together now to kind of prepare our kids for the upcoming months.
0: Absolutely. And how
1: does it impact a child
0: when all of their you know, normal routine has been upended? So school is closed, there's no extracurriculars, they probably shouldn't go to the park.
1: Mm-hmm. How does that um, change of routine affect a child? Um, routine is extremely important to k- children, and you know I work with children who have mental health issues, and so even more so for kids who have um, many mental health issues. And I know there's parents out there that are um, trying to help kids right now with autism and other issues where schedule is so important, and so um, can be so upsetting to change that. So what I'd really recommend is you know um, if they can start as much as they can right now we have we're starting to you know we were kind of living in the sense of we didn't know when school is going to start back we didn't know what was going to happen well now we know school is going to be out so what can we do from here to kind of make that schedule happen for the upcoming months Um, I have a lot of parents who I'm actually telling them to go ahead and put um, a list on the, the refrigerator or a whiteboard of the schedule for the day, kind of like what we do at school. Yep. Um, that so, structure, so that they can structure. see ahead of time what's coming. Absolutely. Um, just so we can go back and they can check off, that was done, and we did that, um, and to kind of reproduce that as much as possible. The thing you don't want to do right now is, for example, get your sleep schedules off, like staying up like all day in summer. <laughs> you know, We actually want to actually not do that. We want to try to have like that, you know, we're waking up at this time. We're doing, you know, schooling at home. Um, or having lunch, um, maybe there's many um, families that are going out and getting lunches from the schools, the little drive through lunches, and you take the kids with you to do that, you know, get the little drive through and everybody gets their breakfast in the morning. So you kind of have things in your life that puts that natural structure um, into the kids' schedule. is really important.
0: Can you foresee it being challenging to get back to the norm? So when things kind of go back to, you know, our new normal, and we go back to school in the fall, can you see some Um, tension with kids, oh you know I'm used to being home all day and that's you know.
1: Yes I mean we especially as a a child psychiatrist I actually see this pretty much at the start of every school year because kids are used to being off during the summer. I know this is a different situation but that change or transition is really can be tough for kids. So um, you know we're living with the new norm right now and we're going to try to kind of establish a schedule as much as possible, and um, when it's time to go back to school, which will be the next school year, um, preparing our kids ahead of time, saying, you know what, school's going to start in two weeks. Don't you know, and kind of just getting them ready for that, you know, doing the school shopping, everything that we do every school year, um, that kind of gets them revved up for, you know, the, the start of that that. Um, next thing to help them transition more easily going back to school.
0: We all have a lot of questions about coronavirus and COVID-19. We're all learning together. Um, We do have a uh, website, valleywisehealth.org, where you can go and um, we answer several of your questions and you can learn more about um, what Valleywise Health is doing to fight the coronavirus. We are currently talking with child psychiatrist Dr. Wendy Watson about how to speak with your kids and how kids are reacting to this news. Our audio, uh, producer Chencho Flores is here with us today, and um, you have kids. I'm sure you have some questions for her. Yeah, actually, I wanted to ask you about. Um, I have a teenager at home, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, you know, obviously we we talk to her a little bit differently than the seven-year-old. But uh, we're also fighting a little bit of misinformation with her because she still has her friends texting, she still has the social media, and she'll come to us and say some things. And we're like, no, that's not correct. So, uh, you know, that. how do we deal with that?
1: Um, that's a that's a great point. Um, you know, while the little kids might not have any misinformation coming towards them, the older kids absolutely could. Um, so I, I would recommend, I mean, the biggest thing we need to do is have an open dialogue with our children. I mean, that's um, one of the po- most important aspects of, of parenting in general. Um, but... I would really recommend for those older kids to just, um, first of all, do a little research yourself. Um, go onto the CDC.gov website. Look on how to talk to your kids. Um, print some information out. Um, I, I mean, we all, for this interview today, I printed out some information. I mean, I would do that completely for any other talk I would have with anybody. So um, I would, you know, ask them, you know, you know, and the other thing too, of course, is to kind of check your anxiety a bit before you start it. We're very anxious, so we really want to approach our kids, our older kids and younger kids, in a calm manner and say, "Hey, you know, I want to sit down and have a talk with you about this. What do you, what do you know about what's going on right now?" Mm-hmm. And then have that kid kind of say, "Well, I've heard this coronavirus stuff. What do you know about the coronavirus?" Um, Find out what your kid knows. Open up that talk. And then when, you know, they say things that are kind of like, you're like, whoa, where did that come from? You can say, you know what, actually, um, I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, This is something that I've, you know, that things are going around and there's um, information that's not correct, and I really want to give you correct information. So let me sit down. I'm going to show you this, and this is what we know right now about coronavirus. And here are the things that we can do to help as a family to keep us all healthy. Um, So really, that sit down, addressing them one by one together um, is the most important thing you do. For any age group but especially those older ones because they're absolutely on social media and getting all kinds of information right now that may not be right that's a great tip i
0: love you know prompting them with an open response tell me what you know instead mm-hmm. of trying to already say what you you know what you want them to know
1: well, and especially teenagers you know you, you start lecturing they kind of zone out a little bit <laughs> i mean um it, it's just it, you 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 want to be able to really, like you mentioned, if they get that inf- misinformation and really help like them find out what's really going on they um Especially as teens, I mean, they're smart enough. They know um, they're watching things they're doing. They're, they're seeing things that we're all seeing and they can process it, but they don't know um, sometimes where the most credible sources are. Um, we, they trust their friends a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, we need to make sure as parents or grandparents or caregivers that we're actually ma- giving them the correct information. You want them to get the, any kind of information. I have a lot of talks about this, even about difficult topics like drugs and 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 um, drug use or um, sex talks. All those stuff, I, I really encourage that open communication because... You want to make sure that they're getting the right info.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, we're all in a high stress, you know, anxious time. Um, what are some of the behaviors that parents can watch out for to, to know as kind of a, a cue that kids are a little bit stressed about this or aren't acting themselves?
1: Well, you know, with um, teenagers, it, it, it depends on um, age group again. Teenagers, um, for example, um, tend to naturally. Isolate a little more. They tend to go in their rooms a little more. Want to listen to their music. Be online with their friends. Um, and but if you start maybe seeing more of that, that would be something to watch for. Or they're maybe not talking to you anymore. Um, you know any a big changes like that where you're like, okay, you know, actually he's spending way too much time in his room, and he hasn't really wanted to talk. To me at all um, that would be concerning it's the other thing we watch for uh, in in teenagers and kids are any changes in grades I know that's hard right now because it's, it's like we've kind of lost we one of our indicators that, right. um, for how kids are doing so um, the best thing to do is um, really you know they're gonna probably getting back in school into this you know, online school right now you're probably going to have to do a lot more checking in than you've ever done before. Yeah. Yeah, to make sure that, you know, the kid, your kids doing okay. Ask them about their feelings, you know. And with some of the older kids, you can be honest, you know, I know this is a stressful time for everybody right now. Um, I want to check in with you. How are you feeling? Absolutely. Um the little ones, you know, they it just kind of varies per age, but you're kind of watching to see if they're normally doing their activities, if um you know, watching kids sleep is really important. Maybe um, more temper tantrums. You might be seeing more. And and part of that, you know, it, it could just be the big change in their lives that's going on right now. Um, I mean, I, I know I'm more stressed than normal and I might, you know, get a little angry more easily right now because um, I've had such changes in in my life like everyone else has. So, being patient with our kids and really doing that check-in is so important.
0: We're talking with district medical group physician Dr. Wendy Watson about um, how to talk to your kids about coronavirus. Uh, You can visit valleywisehealth.org to learn more about what is COVID-19 and there are some talking points that um, maybe you can use with your kids. Um, We're talking about some of the behaviors we might see with children. I know I um, I'm on the news probably up more than I should be, but, you know, we all want to stay mm-hmm. up to date. And I did see one story where um, a young Chinese boy in the U.S. was being bullied by kids. Um, they mm-hmm. were saying, oh, you did this to us um, because, I guess, the virus originated in China. Um, oh, you have coronavirus. What are some of the reasons behind bullying right now and, and why that sort of situation would be
1: occurring? Particularly in, in that case, it's really sad and. Unfortunate. It's what we call. We actually call it xenophobia. I know it's kind of a big word, Mm -hmm. but um, just fear of other uh, cultures, um, other other people. You know, there's been unfortunately some hurtful things around about um, Chinese Americans. And when you're in a in a situation where people have a lot of fear and anger, at times you're looking for something a, to blame exactly a scapegoat something to to say you did this you know I think the biggest things that we can do as parents is make sure that our kids understand that no one is to blame for this like at this point we're all we all need to be, look at ourselves as a team working together to help fight the spread of this to help decrease this and really trying to be as kind as possible to each other. The best thing parents can do is actually just by acting that way. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Making, Model the behavior. Modeling
1: the behavior is one of the biggest things parents can do. Being kind to others. Um, watch the things that you say at home. If you want your kids to be polite to someone, you be polite to someone. They pick up on it. Um, I tell people this all the time. If you want your kids not to smoke, <laughs> don't smoke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, you know, I know that very, it's a very simplistic way of looking at it, but Right now, I mean, they picked up on that from somewhere—the yeah, bullying and the blame. Yes, and it didn't and come out of nowhere. And, and and kids don't, you know, as parents, we don't mean for that to happen. Of course, we don't think that, like that, we we would never want that effect. mean we, we don't want our kids to be the people who bully and all that. You talk about where where did this come from? Talking about how no one, you know, is to blame. I mean, if anybody's to blame, it's the the yucky virus. You know, exactly. <laughs> it's it's not caused by a certain group of people.
0: It's just another thing that's kind of reminiscent of 9-11 because at nine, during 9-11 yeah. people were blaming Middle Eastern people and even mm-hmm. other cultures actually that they just didn't
1: understand, understand
0: or, or, or recognize.
1: Absolutely. I, I know I've personally have had friends who have wondered if they've been just a, a little more treated more poorly during this time and curious to see if that has anything to do with it. So I really believe right now is a time for parents to step up and model that we're humans and we take care of each other and we love each other and we need to help others right now and not be harmful to others. Definitely.
0: So a lot of us are being told to stay at home if possible. The kids are at home. It can be a very high-stress situation when you're you know, together as a family all the time when you used to have a very busy schedule. How does this social
1: distancing affect kids? And it depends for age group again, but this is um, really tough I think if you're a teenager, you know, um, many teenagers are getting a lot of their uh, social, you know, kind of stuff from online. But they're still used to going and seeing their friends at school and hanging out. They're social creatures. Humans, are all, we're all social key creatures. Yeah. I know we mentioned it earlier where I was watching a movie um, this this weekend, and, and I saw people hugging, and I was like, oh, I miss that, you know. You miss hugging. <laughs> I miss hugging. Um, and um, so I, I think this is particularly hard. Um, you, you know, it can be difficult for the younger kids, especially. Um, I know difficult in my family even for, you know, the young kids who are used to seeing grandma and grandpa every every week you know like very regularly a couple times a week and right now grandma and grandpa are in in their house mm-hmm. and um so we're having to put a lot of effort into doing things differently
0: and you have to explain why exactly. in a, you know depending on their age and in that way
1: in a simple way exactly or... you know when they're really young saying you know it's you know like it's like a cold so this and and kind of describing to them this is how this is how we you know, you catch a cold. or This is how you catch something like this. Um, you know, you that's why we have to wash our hands. And, you know, if you cough on somebody, that can really spread. And that can spread, you know, almost as tall as daddy is. That's how mm-hmm. far it can go. So, you know, that's why we have to keep that far away from each other so we don't cough on each other. And we don't want to get each other sick. Um, so kind of just describing describing the reasons why that might um, need to, to happen, why we're doing social distancing, why we're doing hand-washing, and really kind of look, saying, listen, we're doing this as a team, going back to that team, like a family. You know, you're single mommy, one kid. We're doing this as we're a team. We're in this together. We're in this together. We're going to wash our hands. We're, you know, keeping our distance from other people. We're, we're working on this together and, and fighting this, make sure that, everybody stays healthy.
0: Right. Well, Dr. Watson, thank you so much. I know I've learned a lot. This is really great information. You do have a blog on our website, valleywisehealth.org, where you can um, get some of these tips and learn more. Thank you for for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: We hope you enjoyed listening to Valley Well, Valle Salute, a health and wellness information program brought to you by Valleywise Health and District Medical Group. If you're looking for more information about what you heard today, Visit us online at valleywisehealth.org slash bewell. There, you'll find blogs and videos from our health care providers, and you can even book an appointment at a Valleywise Community Health Center near you. That's valleywisehealth.org slash bewell. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.